Hey, Cynthia, how are you? Hello, good morning. Can you hear me? I can, but you're very squeaky. Why is that? Okay. Hold on a minute. I'm actually just pulling into my work parking lot. <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to have to go right into work when I finish, so I'm going to have better um, better service in just a second. That's fine. I'm recording this part, by the way, and it may stay in, just so you're aware. <laughs> Okay. I'm all right with that, but I'm trying to get my sound better. Am I am I okay? You're not at the moment. Okay. Okay. So are you wearing a headset? I am. Is it Bluetooth? It is. Yeah. Um it's like it's not going through your car, right? It's just from the phone to you. That's what I'm wondering if it it might be going through my car. I'm I'm literally pulling in my parking lot right now. Take your so. time. Take your time. I'm having so fun. We're gonna we're gonna be okay. Don't worry. In a second. I, I have a ton I have of a uh, I have a ton of energy. I've, I I haven't recorded in a week. So. Oh, excellent! You've had a little bit of a break. Yes, that'll either be great for you or horrible for you. We'll find out in a second. <laughs> okay, that's right. So I'm parked. So now let me figure out my sound because I do think it's going through my car. It's fine. So let me get it on my headset instead. I appreciate the effort. I really do. <laughs> it sounds like I know you're pretty picky about your sound. Well, I, I it sounds like you're arriving an hour early for work so that you can sit in your car and do this, and I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, I am. That is exactly thing so that I can do everything. Is that any better? Not only is it amazing, but the transition was kind of magical. And this is episode 591 of the Juice Box Podcast. On the podcast today, I'll be talking to Cynthia. She is the mother of a teenager living with type 1 diabetes. And while we're speaking to each other, if you would remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, I would really appreciate it. Further, don't forget that you should always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Have type 1 diabetes or care for someone who does? Do you also live in the United States? Well, then I've got a little something for you to do. Head over to t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box and take the survey. Help type 1 diabetes research, help the podcast, help other people living with type 1. t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Takes less than 10 minutes. It's completely HIPAA compliant and absolutely anonymous. Just one more music swell, then we'll get to the program. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. Today's podcast is also sponsored by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. Dexcom.com forward slash juice boxes, where you'll learn more and get started. There are links in the show notes and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to these and all of the sponsors. So I'm Cynthia. I am the mother of a daughter who was diagnosed with type 1 at about 15 and a half years old. It's now been uh, three years. Wow. So she out of the house? 
She's not. She's actually a really old senior, so she just graduated. Gotcha. Just the, in the last week. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations as you shift to spending an, an enormous amount of money to send her to college someday. <laughs> exactly. That's right where we're at. So Super we're hoping exciting. she actually, I think she's actually going to stick around for another year and do the local school. So oh, that'll be good. Excellent. I think that's amazing. I uh, offered my son a large sum of money to go to a local college. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah. My other children didn't. She's my third. She's my youngest. And so, yes, at least in this way, she's saving me a little bit. I don't imagine that people who don't have children, like, I know it's, uh, you think it, like, oh, college is expensive. But that's not it. It's you struggle to get through life month to month to month. And then suddenly someone lays a bill on top of you that is, you know, commiserate to your mortgage, all you know what I mean? And it's every month, there's no extra money coming in. And somehow you make it work or you don't. Like, I don't know how, you know, where you take out a, a ton of loans. Right. It's it's a massive stress at the end of your life when your knees start hurting and you're like, oh, I'm not even going to make it to the end of this. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they say, like, what are you going to go to college for? Like, I, I don't know. You're like, you don't know. <laughs> and you understand why they say that, but you'd like a little more good feeling when you're you're chucking your money out the window. So exactly. Anyway, uh, are we going to say her name? Um, maybe not. We don't have to. Your daughter. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter. Okay. So she's your youngest of three. Are there any Correct. other uh, autoimmune issues within the, the the family? Not in our immediate family and nobody with type one, but it, it's sort of as you start looking, we're realizing that there are a lot of autoimmune and extended family. We've got some Crohn's, we've got some like some, lots of different things, um, but no type one. You know, when Uncle Billy poops a lot, you don't think that 20 years later, your kid's going to get diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right where does billy go during thanksgiving all the time i don't know he's just always gone and then you know you're 20 years old yeah. bringing your date home and who knew you know um but right. it, it really is i think everybody listening should do that deep dive on their family um i met a man this week while i was away and he how did how did this happen Oh, we had to tell him that my son had a, a thyroid issue that kind of popped up out of nowhere and that we'd gotten it worked out. And it made the man say, oh, my mom's thyroid, uh, you know, has a has a you know, he's like, I don't know what it's called. She's like, but she takes medicine for her thyroid. And I said, oh, are there any other autoimmune things in your family? And he goes, uh, and he starts listing a couple things. And he says, oh, and my wife has celiac. And I thought. Do I tell this guy if he ever has a baby one day and it pees a lot that he should check for type one? You know what I mean? Like I had that. Thought, right. You know, so yeah. tell me a little bit about her diagnosis. Um, well, she was sick for a long, long time. So she was a freshman in high school and she was just going through um, a lot of feeling sick. And feeling super tired. So we actually had thought she was depressed. Okay. Um, so we were getting her therapy. She was really struggling in school. She couldn't stay awake. <clears throat> Seeking lots of kind of different, um, not even ever once crossing our mind that maybe her blood sugar was high. 
Um, so she'd been to the doctor so many times. Um, and then finally one weekend did have all those telltale signs. And, you know, I'd been doing a lot of Googling for many months trying to figure out what was wrong with her. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear to me this one night, I think it was a Thursday night <clears throat> that I just was like, okay, we're going to the doctor tomorrow. I'm going to tell him to check her blood sugar. Pretty sure she's got diabetes. So it was sort of a strange relief when she was diagnosed because it was good to have an answer and to think, okay, now we've figured out all of you know our problems and we're now it's going to be fine. Can I ask so you? So we wish that that was the case, but... Yeah. How long did that process take? I would say about six months. And when you suggested therapy to your daughter, did she say, yeah, it's possible I'm depressed? Or did she say, I'm not depressed and you just persevered? Um, she did say she didn't think she was depressed. But I mean, honestly, her symptoms were very depression-like. Yeah. She couldn't get out of bed. She didn't want, she had no desire to do anything. She was just exhausted all the time. And what's funny is she's an athlete and she at that time was competing at a very high level Mm -hmm. and she could somehow drag herself to practice and get going. And once she got going, she'd be fine. Hmm. And so now I realize what was happening is her blood sugar was dropping as she was exercising. Oh, isn't that interesting? Isn't it crazy? And then she would feel good and come home and be okay for a little while. Yeah. And then it would just, this cycle would repeat itself. I just had, I was struck with the thought just now that my life is odd that people say things about their health and I'm like, Oh my God, isn't that interesting where I should, you know, I, I I don't know why my, I'm not horrified by it. I'm just, I think that's, that's incredible. Like that you could use hindsight like that and look back and from where you came and, and her age, right? Like, are you depressed? Well, I don't know. I am tired more often than usual. I've heard people say it's hard to get up when you're depressed. She doesn't, right. she doesn't know the difference. And, right. and would she even know if she, you know what I mean? If she was depressed, would she know she was depressed? And correct. Fascinating. Yeah. That's really fascinating. Uh, and the therapist never said, well, you know, while we're doing this, maybe go get a CBC or something like that just to see if she's ill. You know, we actually had only gone to one therapy session, I think, at that time, and ah. she just didn't feel like it. We we hadn't found it. She's gone to more therapy since then, believe me. But um, but at the time, she hadn't found a good fit. So she'd gone to somebody, and it didn't really go well. So we kind of were, you know, doing other things. And yeah, well, you went to a mechanic and asked him how to bake a cake. <laughs> so right, <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. So, and, and I mean, we, in that time also, we brought her to the doctor probably three different times. They diagnosed her with sinus infection and ear infection. We're like, none of that makes sense. I want to give you a a lot of um, props for persevering behind the scenes, because I know what that feels like. And I'd like you to tell me a little bit about how it was for you, that feeling that there was something wrong. You weren't coming up with an answer. And I'm imagining every free moment of your life, you were digging everywhere you could on the internet, trying to figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Scary or? Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I was thinking the worst in some ways. She was a different person from who she had been. Um, And also had become, I mean, her moods were, she was having horrible mood swings. So, you know, you you think typical teenager, but she was my third teenager. It wasn't typical. It was, it was unusual. 
how so far into she, those i'm sorry go I, I cut you off no go ahead i was gonna ask how far into those six months till you started thinking physical and not mental I mean, I think we were actually looking for physical more towards the beginning and then thinking, okay, well, maybe if there's nothing physical to explain it, it is something more like a depression or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then swinging, kind of just swinging back and forth, just looking anywhere we could try and figure out. And in the end, I mean, when she finally was diagnosed, her blood sugar was like 400. Not that that, I mean, that's extremely high, but and her A1C was in the low 12s. Okay. Had been going so on for a while. So she wasn't, she wasn't, it'd been going on a long time, but it wasn't, and she was never in DKA. Like I, our doctors told us we probably actually found it pretty early. And the running around kept you kind of in the game, so to speak. I think the fact that she was so active physically was really what prolonged it. Wow. Well, some good luck. You know, right. something's got to go right once in a while. I guess. <laughs> you guess. I know. It's it's tough when you're looking for those silver linings in so many clouds. And you find one, and you're like, this isn't a huge one, but I'm going to take it as a win. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So she gets back, you know, you figure it out. Sounds like you got ahead of it a little bit. And they treat how? Like, are you in the doesn't sound like you might be in the hospital very long. Even. No, we were. We did do three days in the hospital, and um, that was a big bummer. But like I said, it was sort of a relief that we knew it was wrong, and we're thinking, okay, we got her on insulin. Everything's going to be okay now. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. they We did leave with pens, and we had her on a Dexcom within weeks, maybe three weeks. G6 had just come out. So we were one of the first people to get G6. Was that through your looking into it or through the doctors? Absolutely. 100% it was from us. Okay. Um, And that seemed more important than a pump to you initially? Yes. Yeah. Can you remember back to why? Um, Her insulin needs were very low at the beginning. In fact, she had, she probably went through that whole summer. She was diagnosed in May. She probably went through that whole summer with just taking long acting. Okay. I see. Yeah. So there was still a honeymoon period that went for a while. For sure. Exactly. And again, because in that summer, she was very, very active. She was in sports camps all day. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I just think, so she was really only taking a couple of units of, um, I think she was taking Levamir at the time. But to dig into that question a little more, not knowing very much about diabetes at all, seeing what you saw in the beginning when you realized there was a thing she could wear that would pump her insulin in and stop her from taking injections and a thing that she could wear that would show you her blood sugar in real time. Do you remember what made you think, let's get the CGM right now? Um, I mean, yeah, just that knowledge and I guess fear. Yeah. The fear of going low. She did within, you know, they sent her home on, um, let's see, Levamir and Humalog. And of course I went back to work and then she's home like the next, like one or two days after she had come home and she ate something and she did all the math, right. You know, she's, she's 15 and a half and did her injection and ate and then tested. This is before she got the Dexcom and she was in the forties. Mm. She sent me a picture of this, um, you know, of her 
CG or no, it wasn't a CGM. What are they called? The meter. Her meter. Yeah. And she's sitting there trying to unwrap um, Starburst and eat her three Starbursts, which is what they had recommended to her. And it was a really scary time. And so I think having that, although we had ordered the Dexcom even before we left the, the hospital, but, yeah. but she had a few scary lows in the beginning that I think she maybe didn't even need the Humalog yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, in that moment when she's unwrapping, isn't it funny, by the way, kids at this age, like she sent you a picture, like she could have just right. texted you, my blood sugar's 40. They're like, no, you know, I, I she, hear, I hear posts with images get more, more logic. Right. Yeah. She sends me a picture of the meter. Yes. <laughs> Did you, and I'm at work and see this pop up on my phone and have an absolute panic attack. How so. far from home is work? I was about probably 20 minutes. Did it make you feel like running out the door or what did you? I think by the time I saw it, she, I, I think I saw it as well as some other texts that she was okay by then. Oh, good, so. good, good, good. I, uh, yeah. yeah, I've had, I, I one time couldn't get a hold of Arden at school and I made it all the way through the front door of the school. Okay. And then she texted me back and she's like, I took care of it. And I looked the lady in the face, like through the little window, you know, the post nine 11 getting into a public school is different than, right. you know, so I'm looking through the little window and I'm like, uh, never mind. And I turned around and walked, <laughs> just left. Okay. <laughs> but I had made it all the way from a shower. I was in the shower and right. showered, dried, ran out the door, probably half dressed, driving through town. And then Arden's like, I'm good. And I was like, uh, oh, okay. And then I just turned around and left. But it, it's the yeah, only, I've only definitely time I've done, done that. that before as well. Yeah. It's frightening sometimes. Well, it's frightening. So, and, so yeah. you said a second ago that she's done way more therapy since then. So was it not um, like a, a brochure transition into uh, <laughs> type 1 diabetes? Yeah, not really. She's definitely struggled and. You know, knowing her, I, I don't know if it was uh, if it's a hundred percent the diabetes, but um, it that's definitely been a part of of her mental health struggle. Yeah. Does the struggle come like what what form does it come in? Is it pushing back against type one? Is it like is it like uh, I don't want this, and you can't you can't bring yourself to just kind of say, all right, I have diabetes. Is it that she feels different? Do you know what what the underpinning? I think are? it's all of that that you just said. Yeah, she doesn't want to feel different. She, I mean, yeah, she, you know, she wears her diabetes tech showing, and all her friends. She doesn't hide it, mm-hmm. um, but she doesn't want to take care of it. And then, yeah, just this feeling of wanting to be free and grow up and I think she feels a definite well I I know she feels very smothered by me trying to take care of it yeah doesn't want to take care of it and does anyway or doesn't and it's a problem Gvoke Hypopen has no visible needle and is the first pre-mixed auto injector of glucagon for very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above not only is Gvoke Hypopen simple to administer, but it's simple to learn more about. All you have to do is go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with insulinoma or pheochromocytoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com 
slash risk. Now it's time to talk about the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. If you told me I could only tell you one thing about it, I guess I would say that the Dexcom tells you the speed and direction of your blood sugar. That, if I could only tell you one thing about it, that's what I would tell you. And I would think that would be enough for you to be interested in more. That it also tells you what your blood sugar is. Well, that seems like a bonus to me. But direction and speed. Yeah, that's the big deal right there. For instance, my daughter's blood sugar is 104 right now. We are about two hours past uh, a meal at a bar, like a restaurant bar kind of. A, you know, you're like, oh, this guy's taking his underage daughter to a bar. I'm not, it's not a bar. It's a restaurant that has a, you know what I mean. She got bar food. She had nachos with like cheesesteak piled on top of it and French fries. And Arden's blood sugar is 104 at the moment. It is also trending down. I can see that on my cell phone. She's not even with me right now. So I look at the graph over the last couple of hours and I see where we came in, where we pre-bolus for Arden's meal. I can see later where the bolus got a little overwhelmed. We headed up a little bit. The information from the Dexcom allowed me to comfortably make a new bolus, which stopped a spike. And now she's leveled off and coming back down gently. I honestly don't know how I could have done that without the Dexcom G6. I think you should check it out at Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. You can find out more or get started today. But I'm just going to tell you, if you have type 1, oh, forget type 1. If you're using insulin, you should have a Dexcom. Dexcom share and follow are available for iPhone and Android. And you can have up to 10 followers. That could be your mother, your brother, your sister, your school nurse, your parents. A lot of different people could be in your corner if you want them to. And if you don't want that, you don't have to do that. Dexcom is nothing if it is not flexible. Okay, uh, there's links in the show notes, links at juiceboxpodcast.com. I want to get back to Cynthia. Doesn't want to take care of and kind of does anyway, which may just be because she so doesn't want to deal with me. It's easier to just take care of it than than have your mom nagging you constantly to take care of it. <laughs> Cynthia going with the old battle axe uh, version of parenting. Right. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I mean, we've tried it all. I've tried the bribery. I've tried you know, I'll pay you to do the whatever discussions about her um, health, like understanding what comes if you don't manage. Right. I mean, she's been told that I think you can't really tell them that too many times because then it just kind of becomes self-fulfilling. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I will say, so I think the, the original reason I had emailed you just saying that I thought this was sort of an interesting topic is so at the doctor, she is always applauded and looked up to as this amazing type one. <laughs> I think she's a, a patient that comes in and they're happy to see her and they, they applaud her A1Cs and they tell her she's doing amazing. And that's just been kind of my biggest frustration is because 
I'm sure she is doing better than a lot of their patients. Mm -hmm. But how? But it's frustrating to me that there's so many little tiny things she could be doing better. And, you know, when they're 16 and they say, well, the doctor says I'm doing great, mom, they don't want to listen to me. I gotcha. All right. Of how you could do better. Let's find out if uh, you're crazy or if she's young. This will be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. And I mean crazy in the most lovely sense of the word. Uh, So, yeah, you know, of course, of course. Um, So tell me her A1C just so we have context. So it was in the 12s when she was diagnosed and then it went to nine, you know, like a month later. But ever since then, it has always been in the sevens. Okay. All right. So is this a scenario where you're seeing other people doing numbers lower than that and you think we can get to this, but she won't listen? Yes. Ah, interesting. And she's just so close. What what holds her back? Thing. Um, well, it's mostly just so she does a roller coaster, major, major roller coaster. She has very high highs and then she has low lows. She's not pre bolusing her meals. She does not pre she refuses to pre bolus. So that was one thing that I had a very hard conversation in the endo's office one time because I thought, okay, I'm gonna I'll bring it up and then of course the endo will back me up on it. No, not all of them. But, and then she didn't. And I, so I said, cause I think her A1C had gone up just a couple ticks. I think it had gone up to like 7.9, almost to eight. Mm. And so I had suggested, and I usually let the appointment be driven by my daughter and the endo. And I just sort of am there because that's how it needs to be. I mean, she was older when she was diagnosed. She really has to take control of this herself. But right. um, so I had just said, what if she takes her insulin earlier? Would that be helpful so she doesn't go so high? And the endo very quickly said, oh, I'm happy as long as she just takes it before the first bite of food goes in her mouth. And did you say, you mother (laughs) (laughs) There's your first bleep of the day. Yeah, yeah. Did you you like, you son of a bitch, just shut up and get in line. (laughs) I wanted to. So I very quickly said, and what if the thing she's eating is a donut or a fast acting carb? Mm -hmm. And she said, as long as she takes it before her first bite. So that was really frustrating because, you know, I had been trying to get across the concept of pre-bolusing to her. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor just sort of almost made me look like the idiot. Doctor, younger or older than 40? Younger. Really? One yeah. of the reasons we chose her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does the doctor have type one? I'm going to go no. with no, right? Um, no. I see. Did you meet resistance in the car afterwards where your daughter was like, ha ha, I told you? Did you get any of that? <laughs> Maybe not right away, but yes. Yeah. Um, definitely a few times since that she always says, the doctor says that I don't have to take insulin until I eat. And, I, and then I often have to say, yes, but she should, but you should take it when you eat and not an hour after you eat when you're high. So I have to tell you, let me just, I'm not speaking to your doctor directly, but let's just, anyone that's listening, 
If you are doing this, shame on you. Seriously. Like, really. Like, to tell a, a 16-year-old kid that her 8A1C that, you know, is is almost 8 coming from 7 and you're doing great. I mean, doing great, what does that mean? Like, they, those kids have no context for that. You've just given her a pass right. for everything. Everything. You're just, you've told her. That's your point earlier. Everything's fine. Don't worry about anything. You can ignore your mom. You can ignore everything. You're doing great. Right. That's, that's um, it's dangerous. And it's uh, it's malpractice, in my opinion. And you uh, should be ashamed. And if you don't understand how insulin works, uh, maybe find out or get a different job. You know? Right. Don't, don't yeah. tell a kid that they can, they can eat a donut as they're bolusing. And right. everything's going to be great. You can and tell, it's going to be fine. Yeah, right? You can tell them they can eat a donut while they're bolusing and their blood sugar is going to get incredibly high and then likely crash down low later. Um, but right. and, you know, it's not going to kill you today. That'd be that'd be honest. Um, right. But not great. That's a I'm, I'm sorry. So how do you. Well, I'm about to ask you a question. I guess you don't have an answer to. But do you have a plan for getting through this? Getting through to her, I guess. Oof. Yeah. I mean, I guess we just keep trying and, um, we do just the last week she did put a pump on. So she's had the Omnipod and she was just collected dust for a long time, but, um, she did decide to give it a try and it seems like that's going a little bit better. Hmm. All right. So walk me through it. How did you approach her about it? What happened next? Et cetera. Um, she just had had a series of really low lows mm-hmm. and because she would go high and then overcorrect, she'd do her rage bolus and then go way, way low. And so she had finally agreed that maybe that would be a better way to try and avoid all of these lows. So, um, uh- and that it's been a little bit better. I still don't know that she's pre-bolusing, but for whatever reason, her body does react faster to insulin coming from the pump than it does when she was MDI. Okay. Well, that's good, but not good enough, right? Like in your mind. Right. Yeah. And, right. And you know what the, the shame of it is, is that in her mind, at some point in the future, she'll agree with you. But how long will it take her to get to that point? That's what I worry about because I agree. I do think that she will. Yeah. I think she will get there, but I do worry about how many years it's going to take her to get there. Hmm. And well, then I worry about our relationship. Yeah. Well, say more about that. What What are your concerns? Well, just that. I mean, we get along great. So our main, our main issues that we ever have are always over diabetes. Okay. And so, you know, and that she thinks I'm trying to control her and, <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, it's just difficult. And then when she, I mean, she's been MDI all these years. And so for many, many years, the first, or not many, many, the first two years, probably about till she turned 18, we just every night, 10 PM, we went and gave her her long acting. And then when she turned 18, she's like, I'm going to do this myself. And we're like, okay, that's great. You know, she needs to do it at some point. But then turns out as many nights um, that she was doing it, she also wasn't doing it. So she just would forget or. Cynthia, are you saying that 18 year olds aren't incredibly responsible? 
I am definitely saying that. Yes. I didn't know you were going to come out with such a strong stance today. That's amazing. I know. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Can of you people, believe it? Oh, no, it's going to cause an uproar. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the idea of I'm going to take care of it. But if I had to watch from a from a from a third party perspective, what I would think was she used her birthday um, as an adult. I made air quotes um, to uh, tell you to you have to leave her alone now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's exactly what she was trying to do. But my thing is, is this is not something this is a non-negotiable to me is, you know, this is not something that I'm going to give you space on is your health. Do you struggle with thinking that if you push too hard, she'll just move out? Do you ever um, have that feeling? Not at this point, because she really doesn't have the means to move out. Right. So don't let her meet like somebody that has an apartment. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. No, I, I guess I do. Yeah. That is a little bit of a concern. Yeah. yeah. I I had, um, I had one of those thoughts with my son once. Like he put, he he did something and I needed to do something back and I thought how far can I push this before he might just go you know, well, forget it then. And that and right. it's crazy because I thought well, I do have to still pay for college. There's no way he's going to want to do that. So I have a little right. more time. I don't know if that sounds sinister to people who don't have children, but you know, there's a re- that's a real thing that happened to you. I turned 18, I'm an adult, which is such an arbitrary bull thing it's not real it is. right it's it's like it's like you turn 21 and now suddenly you can you can binge drink and it'll be okay like what y- you know what i mean so right. um things like that don't happen overnight i i just i feel for you and i wonder away from diabetes do you have any issues like this with with communication or power cycles um i don't think anything more than a typical yeah um, you know, typical teenage power kid turning 18. Of course, you know, they always think that they then should be allowed to do everything and anything, but, yeah, great. um, let me see, but our, yeah, definitely our main struggles are surrounding diabetes, which is very frustrating Yeah, because to me, you know, this is just, again, it's a non-negotiable it's you, you have to take care of your health. Like I will do everything that I can to make sure that you don't have any long-term problems because I didn't, because I, I just let you not take your insulin at night. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I agree with you. I, I wonder too, have you gone to her ever and said, look, I don't push you around on anything else. Like you don't see me trying to exert, like this is important in a way that maybe you can't appreciate at the moment. And, you know, just look on other things. You have freedom here and here and here. I don't like, you know, we're not telling you what to do all over your life. If the, if this feels like that to you, instead of thinking I'm trying to be in charge of it, why don't you like help look at, you know, can you look at it from my perspective? Right. You know, but I don't know how well those conversations go. You know, I've I've lately been talking a lot to um, Erica and you guys will hear on the podcast by the time this comes out, you'll have heard like another therapist who has type one who I've been talking about more of this kind of emotional stuff with. And it's all amazing when you hear it, like the ideas and the concepts of communication and everything. But I don't know how well it ever really works in practice. 
like in real life. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. it sounds good on Donna. Don- implementing, yeah, 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 yeah implementing yeah. those things. And I, you know, she has gone to some therapies and I given some tools and different things and implementing them are, is way harder than it seems like it would be yeah. reading about them, listening to them. It all just sounds so great. Like that'll work so fabulous. Mm. You know and what then, it seems like is being a decent person is not the most human trait. <laughs> I don't know if decent's the right word, but like communicating with people well, it's obvious, right? Like I think it's obvious right. to most people. And then doing it in the moment is it's not the same thing. There's something else at play that keeps you from saying things the way you even mean them sometimes or Right. And yeah. I feel like with this, there's so much emotion involved as well. Right. Right. And, and everything I was saying this to my, my daughter's friends come over and they get the weirdest conversations in my kitchen, but we were talking about like all the big, you know, how people in their 16, 17, they talk about the big ideas in the world as if they've um, just, you know, they're the first people that's noticed them. And uh, it's a fun time to talk to people. And they were talking about race and politics and these big ideas. And I stopped them and I said, listen, everything's about power. Everything is about power. Somebody either is in power and trying to hold on to it, or someone is out of power and wants to be in power. And that is true in personal relationships as well. Like somebody's in power in a relationship and everything is a power struggle. So, and and for children, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's normal and obvious, right? Like you try to assert yourself a little bit. You're trying to break away from your parents. You start seeing, I don't know about you, Cynthia, but- I'm slowing down a step. You know, my kids see it. They're like, uh-oh, this old man, you know, he's on his way out. Like, I got better ideas. And, you know, they start thinking, well, let me get my ideas into the game a little bit. But he's holding the purse strings or, you know, whatever else it ends up being. So you try to give them a ton of freedom. And in a normal growth situation, and, and people can raise their kids any way they want, but I'm a fan. Like, let them exert themselves. Let them try to insert their ideas. Sometimes it's really painful as a parent. Like, oh, gosh, like that might be right. You know what I mean? Like, wow, he might be smarter than me on this one. And and to let that go is is hard sometimes. But then this happens and it's health and that you don't have you don't feel like you have the time to let them learn how to be a human being. And what's it really going to take her? Let's be honest. Twenty six. Is that about when you pull, start to pull it together? You think your mid 20s? Maybe, yeah. My oldest is around that, yeah. And she's well, she's a different, whole different breed. She's very responsible, but um, we we often joke, even with her, that it should have been her that got diabetes. I'm sure she enjoys that joke very much. Yeah, (laughs) it's funny because she actually she sees it. She's she just you know every personality is different, but she's a very science minded, um, very analytical. I think you know somebody would tell her this is what you do, and she would do it. Hmm. And, and I think she would also be very, she's very goal oriented. I think she'd be very driven to like, get that A1C down. Like that would be, it would be interesting to her. Do you find that? Do you listen to the show? I'm sorry. I do. Yes. And I found it very early, like, um, before we left the hospital. Okay. And I only ask because, um, you talk to adults and they fall into those camps. Like some of them are just like, what, I have diabetes? Watch me knock this down like I knock everything else down. Like, or they're right. real type A about things, which doesn't always lend to great outcomes because sometimes you can't, 
you can't really absorb the art part of diabetes then when you're trying to follow right. the numbers too strictly. Yes. Um, but so your youngest who has type one, what's her makeup? Is she kind of free spirited or is she like, yes, kind of- she's way, she's definitely my free spirit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, she doesn't want to, she wants to be a little, a beat different. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how you explain to a, a person that when they're at that age and they have that desire that you can't be different if you're not here or healthy. Right. You know? Right. Uh, and it's so, it's so, I, don't, I almost said easy. I don't mean easy, but it's so available. Like the health with type one, you know what I mean? Like for most, right. for most people. And I think pre-bolusing puts her in the low sixes. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. And I think that's my biggest frustration. And she gets so, you know, I always, okay, dinner's gonna be ready in 20 minutes. It's probably about 50 carbs. You know, I always provide that information, mm-hmm. but then from there, I mean, I really, I can't do much else. Yeah. It, it feels, it feels a little helpless. Um, you can't do much else because why, I mean, what would happen if you walk, what kind of pump does she have? Um, she's on the Omnipod. She's literally only been on it for like four days. So, oh, oh, so I, she was MDI until I think I think she's even just on her very second. Oh, wow. So yeah, four days. Oh, so you couldn't walk up to her and just like stick her with a needle. All right, that makes sense. But I mean, what, right. would, what would stop you from walking out into the living room next time and going 50 carbs and pushing the buttons while you're saying it and go boom and then put it down next to her and then watch her have a better outcome with her meal. Yeah, that would that would turn into a, a big power struggle. Like you she would be style very or? upset with me that she would say, This is my body, this is my health, this is you know, this is a me problem, not a we problem. Mm. That's one of her favorite lines. Oh, did she hear that somewhere? <laughs> Probably <laughs> yeah. at therapy. Yeah, you should, you should tell her that's a shut the hell up problem. And uh right, I'm like I paid for that therapy. Yeah. Do you love sleeping <laughs> under a blanket? <laughs> <laughs> you right. don't think about it often, but you know, a comforter costs a hundred dollars. I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, let me explain to you how I made that hundred dollars. Right. Um, it, yeah. It's, it's a me problem. Oh, you just named right. your episode. So, <laughs> yeah. So it would, it would turn into a, a power struggle and it would just, it would just be a fight. Have you, so can I ask, are the other two, um, you have boys or girls? I have g- girl, boy, girl. And you're more West Coast, is that right? Yes, we're Arizona. Okay. So you don't have, do you not have it in you to go shut the hell up? Um, no, I've done that plenty of times. Right. And nothing, and it, does it get, does it escalate? Like, is there yelling after that? Does it turn there into could like, be yelling. Door there's, slamming? Been, there's been yelling. There's been yelling. Oh, yeah. Everyone listening is like, oh, yeah. There's been yelling. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, it doesn't go like UFC, like you guys don't start like roundhouse no, no, no. kicking each other. Right. So it just it stays no, in that it, space. It might just turn into her, you know, then just not coming to dinner and just yeah. It's oh. just not. Oh, it turns into a, like a oh, I was gonna say pouting. That's wrong. Well, it yeah, is, it is I don't though. know if pouting is right, yeah. but I, I mean, there have been times where, yes, we have successfully seen the magic of a pre-bolus. Um, is, and I don't I don't know why she doesn't. 
What's the bounce like in her blood sugar? Because, just keep doing it. Because variability, the variability, the variability is super important. Obviously, you don't have it, right? Like the standard deviation and stuff like that. You're bouncing up. She's bouncing up and down. Is it possible she feels like, is there possible some of this emotion stuff is coming from blood sugar fluctuation? I Probably, yes. So like her, her three days. So since she's been wearing the, the pump, standard deviation is 49. So, I mean, that's not great. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, but if I go more out to 60 days, we're looking at 70. Oh, yeah, no, no, we don't want that. Um, right. uh, bu- 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 overnight. Oh, do you even get to inspect your blood sugar and make suggestions? Yes, so we do. She does let us follow her on Dexcom. How generous! And she does let us manage her overnight. Okay. So oh, oh, yeah. I would <laughs> oh, say, she, Cynthia, I, let me stop you for a second. Does she allow ahead. you? To, does she allow you to stay up overnight and not sleep while she's sleeping? Yes. Well, isn't, that's isn't so that generous. Kind of her? Oh my god, it's really generous. She is. She's yeah. so kind. Yeah, yes. I guess that's a you problem. Right. That's a me problem. <laughs> she would tell me I don't have to. And I, I really, and she, in fact, if I ever were to say, you know, I, I lost a lot of sleep last night trying to manage your blood sugar. She would say, you don't have to, I'm fine. Just leave it alone. Oh, she doesn't understand at all. She just doesn't get it. And, and I, you know, I, I have to remember that her brain is not fully formed. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but, um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's how her, her A1C has stayed in the sevens because I managed her overnight. Oh, oh, I bet you're right. Because I think that's the first place to steal A1C is overnight. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so where does she sit? Does she sit stable overnight or, she, or does that lack of pre-bolusing in a mealtime just make that a mess into the 2 a.m. hour? Well, boy, these last four days with that Omnipod, she's been awfully stable overnight. Oh, good, good, good. So um, that has helped for sure. But um, I would say normally um, when she was MDI, I would have to do a correction in the night Mm -hmm. to keep to it's like we couldn't seem to ever find that magic number with the long acting insulin to keep her stable. I hear you. So I'm, I'm not sure what. I don't know if it's just the formulation of the insulin, but it, it seemed like we could never get it high enough to to keep her level. I see. Are you going to work on like where 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 has she been stable these last few nights? That, like at a number. Well, right now she's seventy three. Mm, look at you. But most of the night she was, and and she's about to get up, which is probably good. I mean, she's seventy three, but she's very steady right now. But she spent most of the night in the nineties. Nice. I like that. Now she'll get up and, and what about her eating? Is she, um, like what kind of foods does she gravitate towards? Carbs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's definitely a typical teenager and, you know, eats a lot of fast food and, um, you know, likes those sugary coffee drinks that just kill me. I don't like those at all. I don't like the way they smell. She can drink them. Yeah. Yeah. I've never drank them, but I, I don't like the way they smell. Uh, or, oh, yeah, I don't. I, I've never had coffee in my life ever once. Okay, so then I you, love the smell of coffee, but you? I'm not a coffee drinker either. But then you start sweetening it up and putting like syrup in it and stuff, and I'm like, oh, right. I mean, she's basically drinking a milkshake when she goes to get these drinks, and I'm like, I, 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 it just kills me again that she won't pre bolus for them. She does bolus for them. I mean, she does cover for them, but so these drinks are paid for by you. No, I would oh. never pay for something. So she's like got that. a job. 
she does have, she does a lot of kind of side jobs and she did, she worked at Target for a while. Yeah. She's had some jobs. Mm. Yeah. It's tougher when they have. Yeah. Cause money. I would never pay for that. I won't buy things like that for the house. Right. I mean, we don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not against carbs, but I won't have those types of things that are going to spike her blood sugar yeah. excessively in the house. Because if she would deal with them, I would be happy to buy her cereal mm-hmm. if she was going to cover for it correctly. Cynthia, you seem like not. A, a very common sense person. Am I missing something? Or is this just really like she, it's her age, you think? I really believe it is her age. And um yeah, I mean, you talk to a lot of people that will say, in my teenage years, I was so horribly managed, right? Right. That's and the I point. just think I'm going through it. And maybe it was when she was diagnosed because they did. And we encouraged it for her to really just right away take it and it be hers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard, though. I mean, it is difficult. It's hard. Because there's the other side of it, right? Is if you encourage her to take care of it, and she takes care of it, and then she goes to the endo, and the endo goes, oh, my God, you're doing great. Then she thinks, right. I took care of it. And if you... That is that is my major frustration. Right, because had you stepped in first, you could have set a baseline for expectation. That's, Correct. That's where the doctor would have said, oh, my God, you're doing great. And then that would have been... Isn't that crazy? And then that would have been held as the expectation. I think that's exactly where we went wrong. And now there's no going back from that until I think, and again, I do think she's going to eventually get it. Um, She's a really smart girl, but I just think it again, she's like, mom, the doctor says I'm doing great. Yeah. The doctor's the rate limiting factor here. I don't like her. That's what I I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily she is a pediatric endo. And so we will be, she will have to find somebody new soon. So I'm hoping that we can find somebody that will say, I mean, I will say at this last appointment, um, the doctor did say, now that you're 18, you really need to have a lower A1C, which just blew me away. Why does it matter if you're 18 or not? It that doesn't. Your A1C can be higher. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, oh, do you didn't know, Cynthia, that when you're younger, um, the laws of physics and other things don't even apply to you? You're just fine. They used to, they used to <laughs> say that. I would go in with Arden and I'd be like, listen, this isn't right. You know, her blood sugars are all over the place. And they go, oh, it doesn't matter now. I, I was like, what now? Like, it doesn't, that doesn't seem like it makes any sense. And I mean, that, damage that, is damage, right? They would say that. Oh, she's so young. It won't matter. It's like, mm, it feels opposite of what you're saying is true. Uh, and so I just ignored them and went on to do other, you know, try other things, obviously, that led us all here. But uh, it it is fascinating that they're like, oh, they're young. Like, what does that mean? Does it mean they're, make make sense of that for me. Like, what does that mean? You know, and there's no context. No one knows what they're talking about. I mean, honestly, if, (sighs) there'd be no podcast if people knew what they were talking about. Because you'd right. go to the doctor and the doctor would say sensible things that made sense to you uh, that worked out and were real. And then things would happen after that and you'd have success and yay. But that's just not how it works. And then your daughter gets right. sucked into it and believes it. I would love to talk. To right. I would love to talk to a kid who th- there's no way anyone's ever going to come on <laughs> like that. Right. But like, how great would it be for me to sit with your daughter and be like, that's bullshit. 
Like what that doctor said is that's not true. Like you are listening. I'll suggest it. Yeah, yeah. You are listening to a moron that just has more college education than you do. Like that's right. that's it. Um, right. Who would say that? I mean, I will say I I do think because I now the once you're in the type one world, you find know all these people, other people that are in it. Um, and I'm guessing the majority of her patients are not as well controlled as my daughter, which just blows me away. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. So your daughter's right, not and, a bank robber, so we can right. let, we can let her petty larceny go. Yeah, you know. exactly. Wow. Right. I yeah. think that that is what they see, though, because she comes in to see my daughter, and it's like she, they're all happy. Like, oh, it's a relief. I don't have a kid in here who's got a twelve A one C. No, what you know? what they have in there is a kid whose mom is up all night trying to steal A one C overnight. So that'll be great. Correct. You'll be dead soon. And, uh, you know, right. <laughs> just exhausted, falling over on your <laughs> From face. From lack of sleep, yeah, it right. Won't, it won't even be like a medical problem. You'll fall over uh, and kill yourself, right. you, you know, from being tired. <laughs> and and then your daughter's A1C will go to 11. Right. And then she, what's she yeah. going to say then to her? Yeah. <laughs> so she actually hasn't even had her A1C checked since COVID. So since last May, it hasn't been checked and it's kills me but i mean at least we have the dexcom numbers so we have a good idea what it is but I, I think she's gonna have it taken this next time <sighs> cynthia you've made me upset first thing back from my vacation um uh, but with this conversation i i i know this happens and i know that i shouldn't rant about it too much um but I, i'll tell you there's a doctor coming on pretty soon an endo and um it'll happen way before in the timeline before your episode goes up but, you know, one of the things she said in her note to me was, I started listening to the podcast, and I love the things you were saying about diabetes, made me feel more um, like I wanted to try harder, I think uh, is how she put it. Oh. And except okay. she, she called what I was saying doctor bashing. So I would say this, if you're a doctor and you feel like you're being bashed right now, uh, you're just not doing a very good job. That's not my fault. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like I'm a, think of me as a sports commentator in this moment. And you're a wide receiver and people keep hitting you in the hands with the ball and you don't catch it. I'm not bashing you. You're not catching the ball. That's that's there's something different there. Like holding somebody to account is not the same as as bashing someone. Right. You know, and yeah, and this is just you can see the the lineage of how your daughter got put in this mindset. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, that's just my biggest frustration is I, I feel like, yes, yeah, she's told there the person who's supposed to be the expert that she's doing a fabulous job and they wish all her patients were as good as her. Mm. And no. I just, and there's nothing I can do at that point. Yeah. Um, that, you know besides what? Look for a new doctor, which I would be, um, except now it's kind of out of my hands. You should have looked at the doctor and said, that's actually a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't use, that been perfect. don't use my daughter's health and welfare to make you feel better about what's happening here. And and don't right. and don't be lazy by the way. I, I'll give you this. Most people probably aren't going to listen to good to good advice or common sense or anything like that. I'm I'm aware of that. If if okay, so we'll let that be. But that doesn't excuse you as the doctor from saying it. Like it's still your job to say it. You might expect that they're not going to listen and maybe they won't but that's not an excuse for you not to tell them. 
you have to, that is free. It's not a waste of time. That's your job. And you right. don't, and you don't get to make yourself feel better by telling Cynthia's daughter that her seven A one C is great because it's good and it's okay. And it's not terrible, but it's not great. Right. My, my daughter's A one C is not great. And it's in the mid fives. It's really, it's really, great. really good. But it's not great. There's plenty of people walking around who don't eat carbs whose A1C is 4.8. Their right. A1C is great. You, you know what I mean? Like, in, and I just mean, like, you have to you have to look at the scale. I mean, well, and I, you know, I feel like I I wish they would also look at the um, variability. I don't feel I feel like all the doctor would look at would be the A1C. Yeah, they but didn't be. look at the reports that they have access to. I have shared all that information. Oh, so um, that's through what's Dexcom, happening? that they should they they should see these three four hundreds that she's sitting at for hours and hours, and then comes crashing down to these scary lows. So this doctor's just looking at the A one C. I think just the A one C. Again, I say malpractice. That that's terrible. Right. You, you know, like right. how can you how can you, she, so it's confirmation bias. The doctor's just saying, look, if I stare at this number, I'm doing a good job for this kid. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's terrible. Well, um, do you have a time machine? <laughs> I'd like one. Because you know, if you had one, I could fix this whole thing for you. But um, Right. <laughs> do you remember the day you met your husband? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need that date while we fix all this. Right, uh, right. No, I, I, listen, I feel for you. It is, um, it's stressful and it makes you feel like you're failing um, I would imagine it makes you feel like you're failing on a couple of levels, which is terrible for you because you have, it sounds like all good intentions and, um, and you're going about it the right way. You are being respectful of her and how she feels. And I get, I mean, that is definitely part of it and you can't ignore, like, I want to be clear, like we've joked around a little bit in this hour, like you can't ignore how your daughter feels. You'll push her away. You, you right. Know? So you have to navigate this whole thing without it taking so long that your daughter ends up on the podcast when I'm 60 and she's 27 going, I really wish I would have listened to my mom. And now I get these, you know, you know, this happens to me and the doctor says, maybe I'm going to have to get that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because that does happen. People come on here and tell that story. I ignored my parents when I was 16 and now I'm 30 and I'm getting injections in my eyes to try to slow down retinopathy. People have come on here and talked about that. So right that are not that old and I and yes. I do think though even the though her A1C is okay she does have these high highs yeah the last and are doing damage right so and how do you get through to her on that <clears throat> right i don't know i really you don't know, know. you were that's why i called you're in. on here just for this okay. um <laughs> I, I mean you did you try bribing her with a big enough idea <laughs> Did you go? I've tried. I've tried so many different bribes. She doesn't seem bribable anymore. We seem like we've lost that ability. Yeah, I would imagine because the bribing feels like um, a loss of power too. I think that's exactly. You think you just nailed it? Yeah, you're is, giving is, up. Is, if you um, take it. Yes, she just is like I'm going to do what I want to do at this point. And then having a job now, you know, they're harder to bribe when they have their own money. Yeah, she feels autonomous. It's good. Right. By the way, these are all good things. Any- right. They're all great yeah. things. Right. If you took away the diabetes, and that's the, the probably the biggest frustration, too, is, 
you know, I feel like our relationship would be way better. Her health would be better. Her mental health would be better. You know, and so it is, it's, it's a big thing for a teenager to take on. And you've said that to her, like in that way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like everything gets better if you just slightly in a slightly different timing fashion, use your insulin. Right. Yeah. And she knows, I mean, you know, you catch her sometimes and, you know, her blood sugar is stable and <laughs> you can have a more calm conversation mm-hmm. that she, like she seems to get it, which I think is when she did decide, agree to wear a pump to try that for a while um, that you think, okay, this is going to go better and it maybe will for a day or two. And then she just doesn't want to it's just because it is so day in day out i mean not not only day in hour every hour you're having to do something yeah i um i have to say i have a ton of compassion for her too um it just it has to be so incredibly difficult to be be right i do as well Yeah. yeah i mean if i could take it just like any other parent, you know if we could have it instead of our children we would I wonder if you could do something where you did it like every other day, like one day it was her and then the next day it was you. And like, if you could ease into it. Somehow. Yeah, maybe I, again, I mean, she kind of lets us do the overnight, although I feel like that might be kind of going soon too. Cause you know, she doesn't want us in her room at night and she's an adult now. And now she's graduated from high school and mm. Well, so hmm, what was I going to say there? Every other night, I'm hoping that finding a new endo will make a difference. And I'm really going to do a lot of research and trying to find somebody that I think will um, set a little bit higher bar. Do you think if she was here right now and you weren't here and I just said to her, hey, be honest, like, you know, you should be doing that, right? She just say, oh, yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah. You think she's screwing with you a little bit? Maybe like a little bit of just showing that um, she doesn't have to do what I say. Right. That this is her side of the power struggle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Probably. Here's how I'll assert and try to get the upper hand. I know people don't think of it that way. And you you probably aren't consciously thinking of it that way or maybe even something. Yeah. And I don't think she would be consciously doing it either. No, it's just how it goes. Vindictive person. She's very kind and you know, good yeah. person, but I want to say, I don't mean power struggling like in like a nasty way. It's just a very no. human thing to want to be right. in control. Right. They just want to grow up. Yeah. No, e- even the littlest things like, have you ever restacked dishes in the dishwasher on somebody? <laughs> no, but my husband does it to me all the time. Yeah. Because in his mind, you're terrible at it, but do your dishes come right. out? Do your dishes come out clean? They come out just fine. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> that's literally what I'm talking about, is that just everyone thinks that their thing should be in charge, that their thoughts and their ideas, that's what should be happening, because that's what I think is right. And I'm, it, it's just, it's all, it's got to be like animal instinct, the inside of you, right? Like just, and it works, like it keeps us all alive, it, you know, trusting yourself Cause think I say this sometimes, but like think of the alternative. Think of every idea your husband had, he doubted. You wouldn't want that guy to be your husband, but you also don't want 
it to be so strong that he's like, ah, oh, look what she put the dinner plates again. Oh my goodness. What a moron. <laughs> Let me move. You know what I mean? Like, obviously this is the way it has to go. Like that's the wrong side too, but it drifts into people's lives like that. So is, is the answer here for you? If you love something, set it free. But the problem is I think the rest of that saying is if it doesn't come back, you have to hunt it down and kill it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I, you know, like, I mean, is more, freedom what she needs and how long would it take if that happened for it to work into good health right like may, i mean may, how maybe you could how call bad her, do i let it get well maybe you call her bluff before i maybe you go you know what you are right i i can't believe it you don't say it with the sarcasm in my voice but like you are right you're an adult and um this is all yours so you know i'm i'm gonna let you take care of it i trust you I wonder how quickly she'd be like, whoa, 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 where are you going? <laughs> uh, wait, because maybe that's your power move then. Maybe that's your power move. To get your power back, maybe you have to give it to her. I know for maybe. sure that that is the plot of a lot of science fiction movies. Um, okay. So <laughs> So maybe that'll work in real life. You give her the weapon. It's hers now. Maybe. And then but she But how many nights do I let heavy. her float at 250 then all night long I don't before know. I go do something about it? Did you see the Facebook post in the private group where um, there was a kid that wasn't managing themselves well and they had got like super high? And some of the adults, this is where I love the group because the group is pretty mixed between adults with type one and parents of type one. It's a great atmosphere if you can be open-minded because you will get different perspectives and a couple of long time type ones came in and said, Oh, you know, sh you know, let it happen. Let her throw up. And then, you know, parents were like, you can't tell them to let her kid go into DK. And they thought it was lovely. And, and it wasn't fighting. It was like, it was a good spirited conversation. And while I don't think not, not, I don't think I did not read any intention from the adults. Like, Oh, let your kids go into DKA as a uh, punishment system. So they can see what it's like. But what they said was from their perspective, some kids don't listen. Trust me, maybe they were one of them. And the only thing that brought them around was seeing the end of the tail that you wag your finger about. And you're like, you don't understand. This is bad for your health. But you never let them get to that part because obvious reasons. And so they don't really believe it happened. So there were a couple of adults who were like, look, blood sugar will get high. Start throwing up, you know, and, you know. Of course, you're going to go into DKA really quickly. It's super scary and very, very, you know, bad and not medical. And like, no one's telling anybody to do that. But it was from a theoretical point of view that they were having the conversation. And I'm not saying let your daughter like spiral into DKA, um, certainly, because there are other problems that come with higher blood sugars. Like she might become more resistant and less easy to deal with than she already is if right. her blood sugars go up and up and up. But I'm wondering if she isn't still young enough that with faced with the real possibility of managing this 24 seven on her own, if she wouldn't say, well, I don't really want because like, she lets you have the evening, right? Like, blah, blah, blah. Why don't you tell her, look, I'm happy to do overnight, but I want to pre bolus the meals for a month just so we can see how it goes. Like maybe you could actually get her variability down and maybe she'll be uh, more clear minded. Yeah, I feel like she would be. So, I mean, you could, do you think you could get her to just a month, like a trial? No. 
<laughs> really? What if she didn't own no, shoes? No, I mean, I mean, we've tried that. <laughs> you know, we we I've tried just to get her to do one meal, and every now and then she will, or sometimes she'll just do it, and then dinner takes longer than she thought it was going to. All right, how much older and, is her older sister? Um, nine years. You think she could help her? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, her siblings have been super supportive. Forget supportive. Um, Do you think you can get to the older sister and tell her, look, this is what's going on. I need you to back channel this. <laughs> Maybe. That's how Maybe. wars are won. Seriously, all the yeah. time. They're never won the way you think right? they are. So, yeah. I mean, maybe if she'd listen to her more, um, and it's got to come from a very like, hey, how you doing? How's everything? How's the diabetes going? Like, you can't be like, mom said that you're a schmuck. Like, it can't be like that, right? Um, but right. maybe maybe a voice other than yours. How about your husband? Does he right. try? Does he try? Or is he just like, oh, my God, please. I'm so close to retirement. Like, what, what is the, what's the vibe <laughs> from him? No, he's super supportive of me and her. I feel like he's sort of this, like, neutral yeah field of, uh, yeah. switzerland's not you know, gonna help like it, like he'd like her to do he and he does see that he wishes she would do more too and he helps with the you know nighttime stuff as well um so yeah but he does remain more neutral he doesn't hmm. get as emotionally involved as i tend to i i, I don't i don't direct this at you and i i genuinely am not directing this at you but you brought it up so i'm gonna like go a little deeper into it before I, I'm assuming you have to go to work before I let you go. Um, that idea of like, Oh, everyone's so supportive. I don't know what that means. Like if you're not in there throwing hands with me, then I don't care that you're standing behind me going like, go, go, go. I don't want go, go, go. I want get in here and help me hold this alligator down while I tie its mouth shut. Like, like, like don't, don't just tell me you've got my back, like get in the fight a little bit. And and I, I, I hear that from so many people. Oh, she's so supportive. Or this one's... T I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like, I'm struggling over here. I need help. I don't need support. Like, you know, when, you know when we won't need support? When we're not wrestling the alligator anymore. That's when we'll all just go live our lives. So I, I just think that... I think that in so many interpersonal relationships, somebody gets tasked with this terrible thing that you have to do. Like having this embroiled you know, conversation with your children you don't want to have. And then there's always a person who stands in the back. And I, I heard somebody say to me one time, it's not a person who's ever been on the podcast. I'm sure they may never be on the podcast. She said, oh, my husband's a good man. He doesn't get involved in this, though. I'm like, well, well I don't even know what that means. He's a good man. Was he doesn't hit you and he brings his paycheck home? Like, it's right. not 1935. <laughs> like, how are we judging this exactly? You know what I mean? Like, this person's struggling mightily with a problem. That, that her husband will not get involved in. And yet when it comes up, oh, he's a good guy. I'm like, God, you, you got to raise your bar a little bit here. You, you know what right. I mean? Like, I, I don't know what that means. Like, I like, I just, I don't know what that means. Uh, you, you're right. having trouble. Like, you need people to help you. You, you know, you, you, this is, look at you. You're on your own. You're, listen, you're, you're talking to me trying to figure a thing out. I mean, Cynthia, really. This is a bottom of the barrel move. You, you know, like, you're out of <laughs> I ideas. Can drop that, much lower. <laughs> you're like, I will let my story be fodder for a podcast, so that hopefully something right. comes up in the conversation that might help me. That's desperate, right? You know, I honestly believe that there are a lot of mothers and probably fathers out there that are in exactly my same position. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Because it's oh, a oh. hard one when these kids that are becoming adults. Oh, Cynthia, this is happening to everybody, not just right. you. Yeah. This is happening to absolutely almost everybody, except those of you who are lucky to have some like super type A kid who's just like sees those numbers like a video game and is trying to like put them where they want. Right. Them. Right. You yes. Know. And and those kids are out there for sure. Yeah. But, but yeah. for everyone else, this is it. This is the game. Right. Right here. Well, yeah. the next time I talk to one of the therapists um, that come on the show, I'm going to. I'm going to, uh, I'll bring this up as a topic and I'll see what I can do. But I mean, until she's willing to bend, I mean, right. I mean, any negotiation needs two sides to be willing. Right. Right. Yeah. And she has her moments. Oh, and, sure. and so that's why I do believe she's going to get there. I just can't find the, the right negotiation tactic at this point. Yeah. To, to get her there sooner. I'd just like to get her there sooner. I find myself wondering if the adults listening aren't thinking like, oh, just let it go. It'll work itself out. And then there's going to be some who think don't let it go because it's just going to get worse. Um, but I I feel for you. And I, right. I understand exactly how you feel. I have felt the exact same way. I mean, not the same situation, but I felt the same way. And even the therapists that, you know, so the professionals that we've turned to, because, you know, we don't have... I don't happen to have found a therapist that has type one or really can understand it. Um, so they don't, they probably think I need to back off too. You're not in California, are you? We're not. Oh, okay. I, oh. yeah, I've heard your, yeah, cause Erica's good. Your Erica. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, right. But so not so our, da- our endo and a therapist, you know, they're kind of just, you need allies you need allies right i've got no one it's just me and my husband he's definitely supportive you're paying people to come into the fight and they're going on the other side (laughs) right we're just trying to find that balance of not ruining our relationship with With our daughter daughter forever over this i appreciate that but then also again being you know again that to me her health is a non-negotiable you have to take care of it and we do have some very strict guidelines on you know if you're going to drive our car your blood sugars need to be here you need to be doing these things so uh, that's all that's all uh, that's candy i wish you were uh more east coast because you would have gotten on top of this a couple of years ago i would have yeah yeah okay a couple, a couple of fearful moments would have snapped her right into place i think um, okay <laughs> I, yeah. i'm picturing my father i i haven't told this story in a long time but I was sick when I was younger, just something simple. And, you know, everything wasn't as great as it is nowadays. And they gave us this giant pill that was like this dry tablet. It was really hard to swallow. And I balked against swallowing it. And I think the next thing I remember is my dad's finger just like, you know, in my mouth. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay, guess I can I swallow guess it. I'm swallowing this. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and again, I don't, I'm not saying that that's the vibe, but in the 70s, you know, in certain parts of the world, like you didn't, you didn't get a vote on how this happened. And if I was 18 and I, and my dad was, you know, gone by then, but I don't think it would have mattered to him that I was 18. I certainly don't think so. It, around stuff like that, like a medical right. thing, a safety thing. Um, you know, I think that, I think that if I was 25 and I did something you know, illegal. I don't think it would be met with tell me how you feel. I think it would be met with, um, you know, something 
far harsher. And again, I don't think I'm not saying you should do that. I'm not even saying that I would do that. I'm just saying that there's somewhere in between where we are now and where we came from. There has to be a balance in there somewhere. Like your daughter, not that I want people to be afraid, but she's not afraid of you at all. Because if she no. if she was, she'd, <laughs> she'd bend. You, you know what I mean? Like there's no, again, I want to be clear. I'm not saying rule by fear. I'm just saying that things have swung so far in another direction that when you get into an untenable situation, you have nowhere to go from here. Like you're now stuck hoping that your daughter figures out that her health and her life are valuable enough to pay attention to this and that she right. can see through what the doctor's saying and all these other things that I'm pretty sure she's not equipped for, you know, it's a weird world. It is. Yeah. You shouldn't have had kids. This was your mistake. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> it was the third. Maybe I should have stopped it too. Is that what you're saying? No, no. Kids are delightful. <laughs> like there, there's just times where it's like, it's so good in the beginning. Right. And then like, even yes. through the middle, they're like 12. They're amazing. And you even get some good ones that, that, you know, up into the 17 situation, but then right in that space, 18 21 in there man yeah. and they are really starting to like see things and but they don't see it enough of it yet to make a full form right thought, you know what yes I mean? they don't have they don't really have a full vision but yet they think they do yeah and if right now if you're listening and you're 21 you're like go to hell i'm a, but trust me you were going to get to a spot where you look back on yourself at 21 and think oh, i didn't know what i was talking about that's amazing right um and yeah and that's part of the fun of life Actually, except when part of those things can be a medical issue that might cause like real permanent problems. So, right. wow, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I wish. No, I knew it's what okay. Said. We're getting through it, and I mean, she's a great kid. I'm so, sure. it's oh just, yeah, I, I that, you know, of you course. Know. I, I never meant to say otherwise. I hope. No, if no, anyone, if no. I don't feel like. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, I'm sure she's it, terrific. I'm sure it's going to work that out great. Just makes it so hard. Is, just watching that yeah um, yeah and knowing that there are just i mean literally just the pre bolus alone i think would keep her out of those three 350s 400s sometimes definitely would um and then the other thing i, I just can't understand is she has the dexcom with these alarms I'm like why are you not responding to the alarms just respond to the alarm and then Come on, you've have you ever walked? Into, have you ever walked into the house and been like, I can't be the only one hearing that, right? <laughs> yeah, but you are. <laughs> so. And then she wants me. She wants me to bug her less about it. I'm like, so then respond to the alarm. <laughs> but, but you know why you hear it and they don't, right? You hear it because no. you gave birth to her and you care about her more oh. than anything on the whole planet. That's why. That really is it. It's true. You, it is. It is harder to care about yourself than it is to care about somebody else that's that attached sure. to you and, and it's yeah. um it just becomes the truth no one's going to care about her the way you do it just really right. it, it ends up being you know honestly true and i'm sure one day she'll meet somebody that is going to care about her a, a absolute ton and then one day they'll connect themselves together with family maybe and then they'll start having that feeling about each other but I care about the woman in my house now differently than I cared about her when she was my girlfriend and differently than I cared about her when I was married to her and we didn't have kids. And that stuff grows. And you're just at, right. the, you're at the pinnacle of that right now. You know, yeah. you don't want anything bad to happen to her. 
and right. you're trying everything you can think of to stop it. And that's, uh, that's, I mean, that's the whole, that's the gig, right? That's the whole job. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, the truth is you don't have any real sway over that with your other two kids either. You're just not seeing it as starkly because it's not medical. Right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we definitely went through this with our other two children for sure. You know, that, that when they have turned that magical 18 number when they're in high school and they think that that means that they then should no longer have a curfew or house rules or anything. Right. You know, we went through that. It's just on a different level when you introduce diabetes into it. Yep. No, I hear you. Diabetes sucks. I hear what you're saying. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? It really does. Terrible. Um, But we're trying to make it more fun and more accessible and um, easier with the podcast. That's my goal. Um, Right. And I do appreciate that. I do find a good sense of community from it. I don't listen to it as much as I did, you know, in the beginning. Um, But so now I watch or listen more to episodes that look like they might apply more to me or especially product updates. I'm always interested in that and hoping that that Omnipod horizon will come out sometime soon. There are people, listen, there are people who listen to it like it's religion. There are people who listen just the way you described. I think there are people who stay more in the, the management topics. Um, Mm -hmm. There are people who stay out of the management topics and love conference. Like there are people who are going to listen to this and love this. And because it's just a real conversation about anything like you, you and I could have, we could be on a podcast right now. That's not about diabetes and just be talking about raising kids and what it's like. And Teenagers, this right. conversation would not have been any different. So, right. yeah. So yeah, people listen always, as long as you're subscribed in your podcast app. I am. <laughs> that's what matters most. Listening. I is have lovely. a feeling I will probably transition to listening less and less in the years coming, but it has been a great community resource to me com- over the years. I would completely believe and understand that. So, uh, but never unsubscribe Cynthia or okay, I will come deal. to your house and take all the knowledge I gave you. I will take it back. Okay. Okay. I have even subscribed my daughter to it. I don't know that she's listened, but it is subscribed on her phone as well. No so kidding. there you go. Oh, I hope she did. Maybe. Listen. I just hope that one day she'll be have nothing to do and she'll be in her podcast app and think, what is this? <laughs> These kids, the kids have something to do constantly. Right. They are so connected to everything. It's it's fascinating. Um, what I imagine will happen. Listen, if, if you, you want to make a prognostication, what's going to happen is what happens to everybody. Something's going to come up in her life that makes her realize that her health is important. And then she will hopefully find good answers to to lead her to those things. Like, it, it, when right. you, if you listen to everyone, listen, first of all, let me just say this. Cynthia is a sentient being who can do whatever she wants, but you should all be listening to every episode. And so if you listen to those episodes, you'll hear those conversations. You'll hear people having that moment. And it's almost always tied to the concern for another person. It'll be she gets a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever her deal is, and she loves them, and she's like, I want to be healthy and be around for this person. Or, you know, people have babies, and then they're like, oh, I have to be healthier for the pregnancy, and then now I need to be healthy to be here to take care of them. People, I think, need to be needed. And when they are, then they see themselves as more important all of a sudden. Like, I don't think people see themselves as important until they're tied to um, love. 
is that the right word? Like, I don't know. Like, I guess you can love yourself and have that feeling, but you have to love something deeply enough that you want to be around for it. And I, I know that's not a, it's not an absolute, but having conversations with people over and over and over again, if you really dig into what they're saying, they're saying at some point I needed to be here and I realized it. So I'm assuming she'll realize that too. Maybe it'll be art. Maybe it'll be like whatever her love is or something. It doesn't have to be a person. It could be a thing. It could be an idea. It could be a a vocation or a calling or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So maybe you just have to let go a little bit and trust the process. That's what we did in Philly. And we're going to win a playoff spot in basketball maybe. Finally. Yay! Yeah, trust the process. That's a very. <laughs> I'm sure most people don't understand what I'm saying now, uh, but we drafted a lot of people and traded them till we got the five we wanted. Uh, not a, okay. not the point of this. The point is, let go a little bit. Tell her you're concerned and you love her and you're here. She she knows you understand it, right? Like the diabetes she does. part. Okay, so she yes. doesn't think that you're inept. Yes, and I, I, I think it's a little frustrating to her how much I understand it. Um, oh. I, I think she she thinks, why are you doing this? You don't have diabetes. Because again, for her, it's a me thing, not a we thing. So I went away. So I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. Um, I went away this week. And mm-hmm. Kelly said that in the first two days, Arden's like, don't worry, I have my diabetes. And she took she did a really great job. So, um, but why did that happen? My wife didn't feel well. And so Arden was like, okay, I'll take this off of her. And then is just doing a very good job of it. And yeah. And, but again, if Kelly would have kept doing it, then I guess Arden would have kept letting it get done. Cause I left, I'm like, I'm out of this. Like, if you need something, let me know. And do you feel like Arden lets you do that just because you always have? I mean, what do you do? Yeah, sometimes it's just What do you think she would be like had she not had diabetes until she was almost 16? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, my God. I probably would have to kill her. <laughs> I mean, it's illegal to say, but I would probably have to dig a hole on some property somewhere and get rid of it. No, I don't know. Like, I, I have no way of telling. I mean, if right. she got it when she was 16, it would have been more difficult. Like we had, right. a, there's a pantometer to our care, right? There's a way it flows and runs exactly, and, and right. it, it becomes accepted at some point. That's why I said in the very beginning, maybe if you would have like just done it, then there would have been, the power structure would have been in your favor and then right. it would have drifted to her instead of it started in her favor. Like you basically elected an actor as president. And you know what I mean? And now you're the like the tried and true politician over here going, I don't think you understand how this works. And it's like too late. I'm in charge, baby. Y- you know, like no, but, so- the, but the coach is telling her that she's doing it well. Yep. That she's doing a great job. So and then that's, that's the other side of it. Yeah. She thinks it's all going great. Yeah. Well, tell her I said it's not going bad. Is there's nothing to be ashamed of. Um, right. She, she's doing well. There's just there's there's simple improvements to be made that would it would reap incredible benefits. I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Short of me coming there and living in your house, I don't know what else to do. Knock some we've, sense we've into her. Talked through it. You know. I mean, do you have any idea what you're gonna do? With what? 
with well, all of this? Like you're going to leave here and think about this. Do you have any idea what you're going to try next? Did anything make more sense than the other? Well, thing? you know, it's funny <clears throat> the timing and that, that she's been on the pump for this few days and it's going well. So mm-hmm. at this point, I'm sort of trying to back off a little bit more yeah. and let her do this pump and just keep being the, you know, Hey, if, if she's eating dinner with us, just keep providing the dinner's ready in 20 minutes and it's 50 carbs reminder. Have you, have you considered um, just adding directive to your reminder? So, Hey, dinner's in 20 minutes. It's going to be 50 carbs bolus now. Just yeah. Yeah. And I do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I mean, she often doesn't, but, um, but sometimes she does. I mean, she had a really good meal yesterday. Cool. So, and like I said, it, it's going a little better, but I probably am. It's summer now. She has graduated. And I probably am going to start backing off more at nighttime and see what happens next. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. See it's how not, she it's feels. Not fun and be- maybe just follow up with her about how she feels. And, and the other thing is we are looking for a new doctor, right? So I would think those would be kind of our two. Yeah. Maybe you got to let her come to you a little bit on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Uh, well, this was fun. Uh, and by fun, I mean uh, a, a clear, clear directive to single people not to have children. I think everyone heard that. And they were like, oh, my God, that's exactly how I was to my mom. I should avoid children. I would I would think go. we've stopped people from having sex right now with this conversation. There They're like, go. it's not worth the risk. Right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. No, they're worth it. They're all worth it. It really is. I, I love having kids, which is why I guess I, I can I can like joke about it. But still, I mean, honestly, if you look back They're hard. Cynthia, it's if, emotionally exhausting. If you could find yourself in your early twenties and be like, Hey, guess what's gonna happen? <laughs> You'd never believe yourself. You'd be like, That's not right. gonna happen. My kids are cool. I'm cool. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh anyway, good luck with all that. Thank you very much for doing this. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N.com forward slash juice box. The podcast was also sponsored today by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. And you could do no smarter thing today than to go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box and get started with the Dexcom G6. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast.